Welcome to the Dubai Breeder Podcast. We are back. Another little Fink snippet uh, from the great race and from the great man himself, Jacob Smith. Cool little insight just before the race. Uh, he was always cool and uh, collected as normal. So good little chat, uh, kind of seeing his lead up being very minimal, pre-running, very minimal, but uh, maximum effort and results. So it'll be another cool year from Jacob. Let's hope that he can uh, get the results uh, for those playing at home. This year will be his 14th. 10 years ago was his first ever on the box and that year his brother Todd actually won it so it's kind of a special year so 10 years ago brother Todd won it he got first podium uh, spot so it's uh, it's a very important time for Jakey so we wish him the best make sure you go follow him and uh, all the stuff that's going on at Fink with the live feeds it's going to be an absolutely cracking weekend Always thanks to our supporters, B&B Off-Road, Whole Shot Graphics, On Point Motor and Suspension, Achoves Australia, Adventure On Store. Thank you so much for continuing to support us. Uh, make sure you go follow 10 Deserts for Tory. We're looking for donations. Uh, it's just, it, it's kind of, uh, it's a bit, bit slow on our behalf for uh, publishing things, but there are some, there's some great content going up uh, slowly. We'll be uh, revealing the bike very soon. There's been some really cool things going on in the background, so I can't wait to show that. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be heading off to the desert soon. It's just a waiting game. But uh, go donate. It, it means a lot to myself and the charity. And uh, enjoy the episode. And uh, I guess just uh, enjoy the episode. Cheers. Welcome to the Dubai Reader Podcast. My name is Jeremy, and we're here. Jacob Smith, what's going on? Just hanging out, mate. Getting yeah. closer to the race, so yeah. uh, people's just... champion. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, mate, we're just getting ready to go. We're um, all set. Bike's good. I'm good, so we're just uh, waiting around now, mate. It's, it's another year with uh, minimal pre-running, minimal time up here. It's uh, I guess the po- you're also at that point now of your career where you're you know the track so well, you know how it forms up. Do you still just feel as confident as ever? Oh, I wouldn't say like confident as ever, but I, I did an extra two days pre-running than I did last year, so we've got oh, heaps mate. more. <laughs> oh, if you want to work on percentages, I've done a shitload more. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, the bike's good, mate. Like that's the best part about it is we didn't change a thing. I hopped straight on last year's settings and did not touch a clicker. So yeah, um, we've made a, a few more improvements with the engine, and um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the setup. So yeah, it's all, it's all about me, really. I just got to make sure I can execute when I put the helmet on and make it happen. Yeah, you get back into that focus, back in that groove. You've been pretty heavy off the bike as well. I mean, you've got a little one, you've got a family, you've got a business, so it's not as easy as it used to be to, to run. And uh, But it, it kind of showed last year with a, with a great great performance and a, and a great position as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like experience pays too, you know. Yeah. Like I feel 13 like, years, mate. Yeah, this is my 14th one. So um, I probably feel like I'm in a better spot mentally and physically than I ever have been in my career. Um, wow. But, you know, that just comes with experience, I guess, and, yeah. and learning what to do and what not to do and, you know, overtraining and that kind of thing back in the day. So, mm. um, yeah, life's definitely busy, family and business and all that kind of stuff, but I'm still enjoying it. Still got, you know, I still feel like I'm I'm in the game. So, um, yeah, it's all good. Well, the, you know, the last couple of years have been great for you, getting on the podium and, and close and, and to really still be kind of having Dobby looking over his shoulder as well. Yeah, that's uh, that must be a good feeling. Yeah, it's pretty cool, mate. He's, um, yeah, he's something else out here. He's phenomenal, you know. It's, um, so to be in the same picture as him is pretty cool, um, you know, and then that's just the goal this year is to be, you know, realistic about what we're doing here and, you know, get a good prologue again, hopefully, and, um, and 
you know, try and stay with him as long as possible. You just never know. You know, it's, um, you know, this track's pretty crazy and we've had a lot of rain this year and, um, you know, so it's going to be different to what the guys have pre-run a lot on. And so How does it form up different for those who don't kind of understand the track as well? I just, it's when the cars go through, this, the whoops are going to cup out a lot more, you know. Like so what does the, that mean? It's just going to dig them out. Like, they're going to be a lot steeper. You yeah, know, right. normally they're fairly rolly, um, you know, and, I mean, the track does deteriorate when the track's so dry, but mm. I think it's going to... It's going to roughen up a lot more. There's going to be a lot of square edges. The the whoops should be bigger, so um, which sort of helps me a bit, I guess. I mean, it's harder on the body, but um, you know, it sort of sorts the boys out a bit and uh, makes the gaps a bit bigger. And and that's what you hope for too. That you really hope for a rough, horrible, deteriorated track. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Like um, I did a gig with the ABC the other day, and I didn't really think about it. And they were like, "Oh, you've done the second fastest time ever down this track," and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." And you know. Seen Dobby out in the parallel track the other day, and we were talking how you know if you got under two hours back in the day, you know from you know nineteen pre nineteen, yeah, that you you're on track to win, you know. And we were an hour forty something last year, I think. So mm. yeah, it's insane how fast it is. So the rougher the better for me, and hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully the track roughens up a bit more. Because I mean, like this thing about 2014, 15, 16, kind of those eras before all the grading, before all that kind of stuff, like the track was rough. You did like 100K of whoops. Mm. Now it's maybe like four, 20 to 40 kilometers of, of whoops and they're pretty big. Like it's still kind of scary for a new player, but you guys must just see this as a, as a, as a roller coaster and a nice smooth run. Yeah, I mean, you get you get a lot of rest again at the moment, which is good. But I mean, the first 60, it's starting to, to roughen up again and, you know, there's some big sets down through the middle. Um, and then Finken's actually starting hopefully after the cars go through it'll form up a little bit more it's not just sit on the seat and hold the thing wedged you still have to you know a bit of endurance might come into it you got to stand up a little bit more and um actually race sort of, yeah pick the track a little <laughs> bit better so um yeah no it's it's we'll see how it goes mate um yeah and that, that's the thing about this race is you go and do all the pre-running and know the track inside out and then the cars go through and it's completely different mm. so um, and i mean i don't know if there any more rain scheduled but um it was definitely weird to see, you know, some of the boys hitting some of the whoops and there'd be water in the middle of the... And that, that really must change the, the way the whoops form up as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully the uh, moisture stays in the sand. It should, down at Fink End. I think they've had more rain down there than, than this end. So, um, yeah, and then the cars will bring the moisture to the surface. So, yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's going to be... It's good for the track. And then, you know, if you're actually racing somebody, you'll be able to pass. So um, Yeah, because, I mean, you're in the dust last year and, and that must make it a, a bit more technical but if you know the track as well it kind of makes it easier as well yeah i mean the dust was just bad enough last year when i was behind jack i i could get sort of close to his rear wheel but i just it couldn't part you just couldn't see quite enough uh just to pin it just in case you know there was something there to catch you out so um uh, whereas this year i think once we get down into those bigger whoops in the in the sandier sections that if you're behind somebody and you're faster, you should be able to catch and pass. So. And that, that's where you kind of caught him. I think you caught him in the first in the first 80? Yeah, I was actually led him to the 30, and then yeah. I had a big moment, and he went past me, and then um, yeah, and then Walsh come flying past. And then uh, and then I caught back onto him at our fuel stop just coming in that that um, 10K section before the fuel stop sort of caught yeah. back on. And then I was in his dust all the way. We pitted a bit earlier. I put the head down and hammered for that 10Ks difference between where we pitted and he did and then got by when he was stopped for fuel so um, and that's a big strategy too like where your pit stops are like it's not just just go out there as far as a bike can go there is a lot of strategy and it, does that change year to year no nah, we, we sort of we actually did one stop a few years ago and it worked sweet like we ran a 15 litre tank but 
Now we've got a few extra ponies out of the bike. We're sort of running a bit close to the wind, so we had to go back to two stop. So that gives us a little bit of leeway where we do pit. You know, a lot of the times it's, you know, 80, 160 and then into Fink, you know, splitting it. So, um, you know, we've got a, a couple extra litres, so it didn't really matter where we fueled. So, I, you know, sort of went out of sequence and, and pitted a bit earlier for our second stop, just mm. in case, you know, if it is dusty and you are racing somebody, it worked well last year. So you can sort of get out of the dust and get a, you know, get 10 or 15 Ks of clear track, hopefully, so you can try and make a move. That's it. And I, the the other great thing that we have is you've had so much time and developed bikes over the years. Do you think this is the best bike that you've you've had to, to have a real crack at the top? Or do you think that you wish you could have had, you know, a 2018, 2019 bike? Nah, mate, this is probably the best one we've had. You know, we've just made increments better and better each year. And, um, you know, we've made a few more improvements engine-wise this year to last. Um, suspension, I haven't touched the clicker. so That's crazy. The, yeah, the things are so good. It's like, I always say, you know, compared to the Hondas, um, the window of where the bike is good on a Husky or a Kato is so much bigger than than the Honda you know like we had to be so precise with the Honda and then the cars would go through and change it and we were like what are we doing riding these bikes sometimes you know like wow, how do we get the bad. setup so wrong yeah but um yeah the window with these bikes is is so big and you know Greeny does a pretty good job he's um he's on it up here so yeah mate I just I just know the bike's good I don't even worry about you know where the clickers or anything are at now I've done the done the work down the track and just ride the thing so and I mean this is the first time being here for us and I couldn't believe like how tight some of the sections are. Like it's not just that big, long, straight, flowy bike. Mm. What do you mainly focus on when setting a suspension? Is it is it mainly for the the big, long, straight dunes and and whoops, or are you kind of a balance between that and cornering? Well, back in the day, it was really tricky to get. You know, you either had to choose. I want to have a bike that's better on the chop, and then compromise in the whoops, and then vice versa. Where now, um, my bike is really good in the bigger whoops. And then it still handles in the chop, and I'm happy to cop a little bit of, um, yeah, unsettlement in, in those fast choppiest bits. Mm. But in saying that, it's no big deal. Um, you know, is no, that I've, just more throttle, more more body position, and kind of balance? Oh, I'm just yeah. I mean, I think I'm in good enough shape that I can cop a few hits on the square edges, and it doesn't like the bike doesn't beat me by any means. But I mean, if if I was making a bike that was perfect for the chop, it wouldn't be the one that I'm riding. I could, you definitely could make it better, but then it's no good in the bigger bumps. So yeah. um, I'd rather have a bike that's safe. You, you hit something big, big whoops, big G outs, um, and the thing stays straight than having something that'll take a few little bumps when you're going fast. So uh, we've just got a good package. I'm just happy where it's at, both both ends of the spectrum. And, you know, I know I can hit those whoops like I'm in six gear pinned and Wide open, you hit mate. something and you know that it's going to be safe so um that's crazy yeah it's pretty cool to to have that sort of confidence in the bike so yeah it's, it's all good and i mean talking about your honda days it is it is a kind of special year i suppose and a year that you want to walk away with a win because it's 10 years from your brother mm -hmm. winning fink as well so it, it is kind of a, a, a bit of a special year for you mate yeah i mean 10 years on from my first podium and todd's first win and mm -hmm. we did it on hondas and that's the last time a honda won the race yeah so, that's um it. You know, we've got a lot of history with Honda up here. And, and like, I'm not bagging the, the bike. I think it's probably still capable of winning if, if you put the time in. It's just... Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the... the 2008 bike, the, CRF 450, mate, you'll take it for a win. Mate, you could, you know. Like, <laughs> it's just because we're in 2023 doesn't mean an 08 model's any good. No, mate, no way. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, yeah, I've got a lot of history with Honda up here. And, 
they would they were just a bit harder to get set. But yeah, I mean we're pretty lucky with the bikes we're on now. The things are awesome. Yeah, so obviously you know your brother and you both having that podium now and ten years on and you're still kind of you're just just chasing it, mate. Just constantly chasing. Yeah, it's it's such a hard race to win, you know. And you know I I would be lying if I said I hadn't dreamt about it a lot, you know, winning the race. But I mean, you know I'm. I'm on holidays, mate. This is, um, you know, I'm taking a leaf from work. I'm riding my dirt bike. I'm having fun. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, if we end up on the podium, just with the amount of work we can put in to this race, then it's a pretty good effort. And there's, it's a deep field. There's a lot of fast guys here. So, Ooh, um, you know, to turn up here with the prep that we've had and be, be in the top three would be pretty awesome. But, mate, if I, if I got the win... It would be something else, I'd say, yeah. Mate, there's no work for a week, buddy. Like, we're, we're, we're not going home, you know what I'm saying? No, well, I probably um, I probably wouldn't be leaving first thing on Tuesday morning, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see, mate. Um, I'll try and save. Yeah, we'd, we'd celebrate hard, that's for sure, and then get home and celebrate again. <laughs> Cause, Condo would be on fire. Oh, mate, it, yeah. Mate. We used to have safari parties back in the day. You know, we'd get home and it'd be the um, October long weekend and, NRL Grand Final and um, a lot of times we did well over there and we had some pretty big parties and a lot of people would come out and, and party with us so we'd have to um, we'd have to do something like that but hey we've got a lot of work to do before that it's, uh, a, it's a long weekend still mate yeah. we haven't even lined up for prologue and yeah. that, that's another cool thing and uh, you know to take out the fastest prologue too that's a, that's a massive achievement mate but everyone will say you know everyone we've talked to so far you were just on rails mate there was just it was nothing going wrong with you yeah, I mean, it's um, and we made a lot of changes from the bike in 21 to last year. Um, you know, we sort of missed the boat with the new engine in 21. So, yeah, I it, honestly, I got back in from that lap and thought, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, it wasn't like, you know, I didn't feel like I, was, I wasn't out of control. Did you blow a corner too? Yeah, I, I mean, I left a few seconds out yeah. there for sure. So, yeah. um, and then I had a mate from home that was like flicking back through all the old times and everything. Yeah, that's the fastest time. Ever. Ever. So um, that's pretty cool, you know, and that's what on the interview I did the other day, you know, the fastest ever prologue time, second fastest time ever yep, for Fink. Track, so yeah. you just got to take that in, mate. That's pretty cool. Um, but did yeah. you ever think at your career you'd be at that level, though? Um, I don't know, mate. All my junior career and up until I was 20, all I wanted to do was race motocross and supercross. So, yeah. I mean, I knew at Fink, you know, since I was a kid, but wasn't something that I ever really dreamed about or, or thought about and um, you know looking back this you know my 14th year it's gone pretty quick but um, you know it's you got to step back when you get to my age and look at that and go yeah it's it's pretty awesome to be yeah. just to be amongst the guys and be in the hunt every year and um, you know be up front is pretty awesome so and then obviously to get that result too and it, it's not like, <clears throat> not in a horrible way, but you're not peaking at your career, you know, like you've, you've got a good, steady, flat, like career where it's just been good, consistent results. There's no ups and downs. And so to get those times and results now is, is awesome. And it's, it's a real testament to who you are as a rider. Yeah, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. It's, um, you know, we've been racing dirt bikes since I was three years old. And, you know, it's um, it took a fair while for me to actually start doing good, to be honest, like get good results and then... You know, you just get there and we come here for our first Fink and, you know, we ran, Todd was eighth and I was 12th just out of the... On motocross bikes. Just right? motocross bikes, got it done. And then every year since we've been in the hunt. So mm. that, that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, it's 
is what it is, man. We're just here having fun on our dirt bikes, eh? And if you end up doing well, then that's the best part. And look, as I said, uh, for David Walsh to say the only man he looks over his shoulder for is you, mate. That's uh, that's something cool. It is cool, mate. He's uh, he's he's a good boy, Dobby. So he's uh, and he's something special out here. He's probably, um, you know, you'd like to. You don't compare eras, but TP in his prime and Walsh in his prime, and those boys go head to head. It would have been a pretty cool race. And then you know, for someone like me to be in and around that. That talk is pretty cool. So, um, and you you've, you've been around for the eras too. Like you've been around for the the Grabo Grabo Longy era, then the Toby era, and now obviously in the Walsh era. And you've always been in the mix, you and Todd. That's that that's really cool as well. Yeah, it is cool, mate. I've um, yeah, we were here when Grabo was the man early, and and then Toby come on the scene, and um, you know, and then Walshy come through, and yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool to see how the race has evolved. And you know, just how fast everyone's getting is pretty cool, and how much work everyone puts in. So, and you also hear kind of for the that transition period where Honda and KTM they did that kind of it was a transition, like from Honda just dominating the sport and and, and Yamaha a little bit, but mm-hmm. then the KTM era started and building and growing, and Grabo really took over and grew it. You you really watched that kind of develop, and now he's sitting on a Husky as well, mate. It's uh, mm. yeah, you've just kind of been in the thicket the entire time. Yeah, I mean, it was hard not to say. The first time I rode a Husky down here, you know, how impressive they were and how much work they've done <laughs> yeah. and how much those bikes have. I mean, we were riding motocross bikes. Honda bikes were meant to go around a supercross track, motocross mm. track. So mm. what we were doing with them was out of the ordinary. But, um, yeah, the first time I got on one of those, I was like, wow, this thing is is built for the desert. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, you could just tell back when KDM were putting a lot of effort in you. Yeah, they had 40-odd staff here and they had blokes down every 40Ks with wheels and tools and you know oh, just mate, all it was the, like a everything. supercross it, yeah. was, it was amazing they put a lot of effort in and you can see they reap the rewards for that so it um, does, but does it make you sad though that effort that, that effort and that kind of showmanship from the race has gone a little bit um not so much oh not really i mean we look back like i look back on my career and how less and less support there is mm. um you know and you know at the time we were thinking you know that we didn't have as great a deal as others, but you look back on it now and it was pretty awesome. <laughs> so, but it is so good to see there's so many fast riders and everyone's doing it for the love. You yeah. know, there's not many blokes up, well, hardly anyone up here that's making good money. It's, um, you know, they're, they're here because the prestige of the race and how awesome it is to be a part of the whole thing. And It's really going back to the racer and not a, like a, like they're just chasing the money. Like yeah. the, the bonuses and all that kind of stuff is, is definitely not what's, uh, what's, what's inspiring people to ride and go fast. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, um, you know, like the, you name the top 10 guys and everyone's fast and doing well. It's pretty cool. But um, everyone's also putting in their time on their own dime as well. Like yeah. yourselves, you're, yeah. you're here on your own money to, to come out and win it, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean, I guess it might be a little more satisfying. Like, I've got some good support behind me. I, I mean, I've probably got as, as good a deal as any here. Um, but still, it's nothing like it used to be. You no. know, and there's a lot. This race has cost me more money in the last three years than it ever has Really? You know, in, yeah, out of my own pocket. Wow. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's not why we do it, mate. We're here having fun and, mm. um, you know, doing it for the love, mate. No, that's actually, we're doing. do it for the love and, and do it for the sport that you've, uh, you've kind of really cemented yourself in and mm. uh, hopefully we can pull it off at the end of the weekend. Oh, mate, it's um, <laughs> I've had a lot of people say to me this year that it'd be nice to see you get it done, but it's not, I mean, you've got to put everything in place to to get the win you know yeah. so just thinking about the end results not not enough you know i know i've done enough work 
away from riding like mentally physically to be in the best spot i can i know the bike's good and i just got to execute the best i can mate and is there any sections then do you, do you really focus on the most i focused a little more on the first 60 um pre-running this year than i ever have just like walsh put a minute on me in 50 k's last year and it's oh, like man it's I f- you feel like you don't let off the throttle but he just does not let off the <laughs> throttle ever and uh so the first and I'm really, 50 and, too man. yeah it's and i'm tough. realistic like in the bloke's an animal so you know if i can be closer to him in that first 60 you know maybe you lose 30 seconds 40 seconds and then or not match him if possible <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know and bar then and then try and and try and stay with him um I mean, then, he led off last year too. That's yeah. what people knew. So he managed to catch out. I think he even blew out the dust of, of uh, Jack because I think Jack led him out a little bit and then he just caught up and took Yeah. So we start, Jack and I started together yeah. and he caught us both by 50K. And then he come past the thumbs up. You know, was like <laughs> which, which is still out. the best yeah, thing, I mean, best story. Yeah, ever I was like, Fuck, you can have it, mate. I'll just try and follow you from here and see how we go. <laughs> but he, a thumbs um, up. Hum. I mean, that's like I say, you have to be realistic. Like the the amount of work he puts in leading into the race, the knowledge that he's got. Um, eight thousand k's this year on the track. That's what he's done so far. Eight thousand. Eight thousand k's. Wow, that's eight times more than I've done. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, you know, and that's what I mean. <clears throat> you have to be realistic. Mm. For a guy that, of his talent that knows this track inside out and how well he does on this track, you, you, you seriously have to be really... Like, you can't go into this race saying, I'm going to win and I'm going to beat David Walsh because, you know, it's if he executes perfect and you execute perfect, you, you don't know the track as well as he does. As yeah. much as I've done it 14 years in a row, like, putting 8,000 Ks in the last couple of months is yeah. just priceless, so... Um, but hey, we'll, we we'll put it as close as we can, and you never know. It's it's motor racing; anything can happen. Mistakes happen. Um, you know, we'll just that's my plan is to be as close as possible. And um, you know, if he makes a mistake or, or something happens, and then, then we're there to to make it happen. So, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, well, and, uh, look, it's exciting. I hope you are. Best for the weekend, mate. Your white looks awesome, and uh, your, your kit looks pretty good too, mate. You actually almost look professional again. Yeah, oh, mate. I've got that's what I mean. I've got some good sponsors. The boys at Lusty make me look pretty cool, and um, the bike looks good. So the bike looks great. Yeah. yeah. So you got to look good to start with, and then you just got to make it happen. Well, luckily you put the helmet on, mate. That yeah. really helps you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what I say. I'm bald because I've been riding this race for 14 years, mate. <laughs> It's, it's a speed patch that goes yeah. through the helmet as being lost. The airflow on the helmets these days is unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, nah, it's all good, mate. Um, yeah, just enjoying the process. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I've said a lot that it's probably. You know, this is my last think. I've said that about oh, four times in a row. Every year, <laughs> mate. Every but, year. But you know, I'm just enjoying the process and and enjoying you know, the whole week leading up and mm. being away and doing all that because if it is my last thing, I need to take it all in. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not committing to to anything now. It's just, you know, enjoy the race and get it done and then we'll see what happens. No, I mean, well, good luck for the weekend, buddy. I can't wait to see you at the end and uh, hopefully there's a big party in condo. Mm, yeah, I hope so, mate. I mean, either way, I think we'll just celebrate it anyway. So, <laughs> win, lose or draw, we'll just celebrate. Mate, I'm going to be celebrating <laughs> it just being here. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah.